Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi Rabbil Alemin. Elhamdülillahi Lezî enzele ala abdihil kitâbe ve lem yec'al lehu evvece. Elhamdülillah. Elhamdülillahi Lezî yenfidil bahr kabla en yenfid kelimâtehu ve lev cihna bimithlil bahri medede. Elhamdülillah. Elhamdülillahi Lezî la nuşrik bi ibadetihi ahda. Elhamdülillah. Elhamdülillahi Lezî la nuhsî thenâ'ehu ebede. Elhamdülillah. Elhamdülillahi Lezî ba'asa lana rasûlehu beşîren ve nezîra. وهاديا لا نريد غير الحبيب المصطفى صلى الله عليه وسلم بدلا نشهد أن لا إله إلا الله إلها أحدا واحدا ونشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله وفقدك يا محمد أما بعد فإن أصدق حديث كتاب الله عز وجل وخير الهدي هدي رسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم يا أيها الذين آمنوا يقول الله عز وجل بعد أن أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم وَلَا تَحْسَبَنَّ اللَّهَ غَافِرًا عَمَّا يَعْمِلُ الظَّالِمُونَ إِنَّمَا يُؤَخِرْهُمْ لِيَوْمٍ تَشْخَصُ فِيهِ الْأَبْصَارِ صدق الله العظيم All praises due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the blessed King who reigns with love from on high. All praises due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the precious beloved whose love cannot we cannot possibly deny. All praises due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the merciful Lord who hears every gasp and knows every cry. All praise is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the noble liege who does not deceive and does not lie. Nothing else is worthy of worship but He, the one God whom we should never belie. And all peace and blessings be upon His beloved Messenger, upon whom be peace, whom we love, and in whom God's eternal love resides, as to what follows. SubhanAllah, the, um, this is a particularly difficult time in the history of the Ummah. Um, we've been through this before. In fact, I remember a uh, hadith of the messenger, peace be upon him, when he said that I, he said, and I'm paraphrasing, he asked Allah for three things and two were granted and one wasn't granted. So the first thing was that the ummah will not be completely destroyed from an external threat. And that was granted. He also asked that, um, that there, there, that uh, the 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 ummah will, will will not be destroyed from like a pestilence or or disease, if I remember correctly, and that was granted. But then the other the thing that was not granted was that the ummah will not be plagued with internal division, meaning that we will hurt ourselves from within. That Allah Subhanahu wa Taala did not grant the messenger, peace be upon him. He also said that, in, in, I'm paraphrasing, that that um, there will come a time when the nations of the world will be nibbling at our nation like people are eating at a singular plate. If you remember back then, they had one plate in the middle and people keep taking food and eating from the food. And so, so if I remember the Arabic... The, the nations will be eating at you, nibbling at you, like people nibble at a, at a singular plate. Then they asked him, is this from min qilla? Is this because we will be small in number? And he said, no. You will be, uh, I'm paraphrasing, no, you will have large numbers, but you will be weak like the foam that forms on the flood when when water flood when on a flood uh, it's called sail when water floods and it's like a river 
that foam on the top of the river, that's how weak we will be. And I think it's, it's a sad situation, and it also gives us perspective that, that this was predicted by our messenger, peace be upon him, and gives us a little bit of solace in that this is nothing new in the, in the history of the, of, of the Ummah. The Ummah has faced existential threats in the past, and I'm not saying what's happening in the Holy Land is an existential threat to the Ummah. It's not. But the, the, when the Mongols came and destroyed Baghdad and put a, a pyramid of skulls in Baghdad and completely destroyed the, you know, the Abbasid Khilafah, and I mean, there, there were times when the Ummah was, was faced with existential uh, threat and, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protected the Ummah. And so may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect our Ummah always, uh, now and forever. Ameen. At the same time, looking at, it's very difficult to see across the world, and I'm not just talking about now. There are, there are people who commit atrocities in the name of our religion. That is clear. It's been happening since the time of the messenger, peace be upon him. Since the t- I mean, we have to remember that Sayyidina Uthman, radiallahu anhu, the son-in-law of the Prophet, peace be upon him, the Nurain, okay, was murdered not by an external person, was murdered by Muslim rebels in a vicious manner in his own house while reading the Quran. Ali, radiallahu anhu, karramallahu wajha, the son-in-law of the Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the cousin of the Prophet Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the one who lived in his house, the one who was raised by the messenger, was murdered not by an, by, not by an assassin outside of the ummah, but by someone saying, La ilaha illallah. And as he killed him, he said, Al-hukmu lillah la lak ya Ali. That sovereignty belongs to God, not you, O Ali. As he stabbed him in the masjid in Kufa after Fajr prayer. We have to remember that, that the children of the Sahaba were massacred in Medina by the forces of Yazid ibn Muawiyah. We have to remember that the, that the Kaaba was catapulted by Al-Hajjaj ibn Yusuf, that they destroyed the Kaaba trying to kill uh, Abdullah ibn Zubair in Mecca. I'm not excusing the, the atrocities committed against us by, uh, by, by, by anyone. What I'm saying is that we have to have perspective that this is not the first time and many times we have faced atrocity by people claiming to believe in la ilaha illallah. And the sad thing is the response of those atrocities against us commit similar atrocities. And it's difficult to where you go from here. I just want to give us that perspective that that's been happening for centuries now. And it's each, each is exasperating. The, the atrocities of people committed in our name is exasperating. And the response to those atrocities many times are exasperating. Wallahu al-musta'an, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us. And I want to remind us of a story at the time of the Messenger, peace be upon him, when he wanted to make Umrah, when he wanted to make the, the, the minor pilgrimage to Mecca, Okay, this was right after Al-Khandaq, right after the Battle of the Trench. He wanted to make Umrah, and Mecca said no. They said, no way are you going to go into Mecca without our permission. 
and they sent messenger after messenger, de, uh, uh, de, uh, envoy after envoy, to try to figure out what, what's your what's your jo- what's your point here? What are you trying to do? And the messenger said, "said I am, I want to make Umrah." And finally, after multiple and and they tried to actually provoke the Muslims, they sent us an expedition of forty men to try to kill some Muslims. The Prophet ca- caught them and then released them and says, "I want Umrah. I am here to make Umrah." And finally, they sent. Suhail ibn Amr, who was not Muslim at the time, anhu, to negotiate a treaty at Hudaybiyah, right? And the treaty was so lopsided. So the treaty, from the very beginning, so when the, the messenger was dictating terms, he said, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Suhail ibn Amr said, whoa, 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 whoa. What's Rahman? I don't know Rahman. We don't know Rahman. Say, Bismillahum. So Ali, anhu, is, he's writing, and he said, I wrote Rahman al-Rahim already, a messenger, a messenger of God. And he's, and he's like, should I erase it? He's like, erase it. I can't erase it. So the messenger says, where is it? He says, right here. So the messenger erased it. هَذَا مَا تَصَالَحَ عَلَيْهِ مُحَمَّدًا رَسُولُ اللَّهِ Suhail said, whoa, whoa, stop. He objected again. If I bear witness that you are the messenger of God, I would, never have be, I would not be fighting you. No, your name is Muhammad ibn Abdullah. Put down Muhammad ibn Abdullah. Ali was like, I already wrote Rasulullah. I can't, I'm not going to erase Rasulullah. The messenger says, where is Rasulullah? He can't read. It's right here. The messenger erased it. From the very beginning, even writing down that the, they, they were like silly objections. Then he said, the Muslims will not make Umrah this year so that Mecca can save face. The Muslims will come back next year to make Umrah. And the Sahaba were up in arms. They came all the way. It's not like now. You know, now they have a two-hour speed train from Jeddah to Medina now. Okay? It wasn't like that. They walked on their, on their feet from Medina all the way to Mecca all the time, hoping to see Mecca again in the ihram, saying, Labbaik, Allahumma Labbaik. And they said, you're not going to go this year. You're going to have to come back next year. There's going to be a peace for, for 10 years. And whoever enters into the uh, into the uh, on the side of the Muslims can do so. Whoever enters on the side of the of, the, of Mecca can do so. And not only that, if there's anyone that leaves Mecca to go to to go to the Muslims, has to be returned. But if anybody goes from Medina to Mecca, does not have to be returned. Just completely unfair. And the messenger agreed, and the Sahaba were up in arms. Add to that, so they're already upset. Add to this. Abu Jandal, the son of Suhail ibn Amr, escapes. He's being tortured by his father because he's a believer. And he said, Ya Rasulullah, I came to you, Muhajir. And Suhail ibn Amr says, how about the treaty? Some, some of them said, we didn't write it down yet. And he's like, is your word not, not enough? And the messenger says, okay, take him. Abu Jandal is like, what's going on here? He has no idea what's happening. What are you doing? And as he's dragged, he's screaming at the top of his lungs. What are you doing? They're torturing me to, to leave Islam. What are you doing? And they're dragging Abu Jandal back. And the Sahaba are bawling. And they're just up in arms. They're so frustrated. It seemed like he was totally against the Messenger. So when the Messenger said, Okay, shave your head and take off your ihram. It's over. No one listened. And the messenger was really surprised. He said again, Tahallalu, 
Nobody got up. And the messenger didn't want to say it a third time because if they disobeyed a third time, the punishment of Allah would follow them. So he left and he went inside his tent, really upset. And his wife, Umm Salama, she said, what happened? I said, I, I told them twice, تحللوا, and they didn't listen. And I'm afraid if I say it a third time, the anger of Allah will fall upon them. Look at the, mess look at the mercy of the messenger. So she said, you, you get up and you make tahallul. You take off your ihram and you shave your head. And once they see that, they'll follow. Very wise, our mother, Umm Salama. So he did that. He didn't say anything. He walked out, didn't say a thing to anybody. He says, Barber, cut my hair. He shaved his head, and they all saw it. It was over. They were so frustrated that Omar, who went to the Messenger, was very harsh. Ya Rasulullah, are we not the, the believers? He says, Yes. Aren't they not the, the disbelievers? He said, Yes. Then how can we com compromise? How can we compromise like this? And the Messenger said, Allah is with me, He will not lead me astray. And he just, so he went to Abu Bakr, he said the same thing. Aren't we the believers and they the disbelievers? Yes. Then how can we do this? How can we compromise? But Abu Bakr says, that is the Messenger of God. Falzam gharza. Follow his footsteps exactly. Falzam gharza means wherever you see his tracks, follow the footsteps exactly. That is the Messenger of God. He had full, 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 full trust in the Messenger and Allah. As they were leaving now, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed, Inna fatahna laka fatahna, the Surah Al-Fatah. Inna fatahna laka fatahna mubina. We have indeed given you a manifest victory. And the Messenger said to Umar, look what Allah revealed. And then Umar said, is this fatah, is this a, a, a fatah victory? A fathun huwa? And he said, yeah. Now listen, now listen what happens now. Soon after, soon after this happened, they're back in, they're, 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 they're back in Medina. A Muslim by the name of Abu Basir escapes, goes all the way to Medina. <laughs> all the way. And right after him are two people from, from, from Mecca. He's like, Rasulullah, I'm here to, as, as a, uh, you know, as a muhajir, I'm here to emigrate. Right after them, Muhammad, the treaty. He's like, okay, take him. Abu Basir's like, whoa, what's happened? I came all this way. The treaty, he had no idea. So they take him. About seven kilometers outside of Medina, they're resting. Abu Basir escapes, takes the sword, kills one of them, and now chases the other back into Medina. The other one's running into the masjid, and Rasulullah said, this guy looks like he's seen death. And Abu Basir comes back. Ya Rasulullah, you did your part. I escaped. I have nothing to do. You know, he's like, no, I have nothing to do with you. And he, so the guy's like, well, Muhammad gave him to me. So I said, he's like, no, I gave him to you. You let him go. It's not my problem. So Abu Basir says, can I stay here? The Prophet says, nope, you can't. Because if you do, then I'll, I'll break the treaty. Even though it's unfair, the messenger stayed true to his word. So he's like, whatever, I can do whatever I want. He's like, whatever. So as he's leaving, the Prophet says, May his mother uh, grieve over him. Like, wow, what a man. This is, the, you know, he's like a kindling war. If, if only other people were with him. So Abu, Abu, Abu Basir heard that. 
So he, rather than going back to Mecca, he went to a place called Al-Is, which is like a mountainous area with trees and caves, and he, and he sat there. So now the Muslims heard that Abu, Abu Basir is now in Al-Is. So rather than going to Medina, because then they're going to be sent back to Mecca, they all went to Al-Is. And they had 70 people escaping from Mecca and going to Al-Is. What they started doing is they started attacking the caravans of Quraysh. Quraysh is like going to the messenger, what's up with this? He's like, I have, I have nothing I have nothing to do with me. I am on the treaty. We're not doing anything. These people escaped from you and went there. So they're like, you're, you're not going to intervene if we, if we attack them. No, no, I'm not going to. So they went and they attacked. So all they did is they just went inside the caves and just sat there. Come on up. They can't. They couldn't, they couldn't go after them. It's all mountainous and caves and stuff. And so they started attacking every caravan that came from Mecca. Every single one. Even the caravans of food. 300 people ended up being an Alais. All because of this unfair uh, term in the treaty that everyone was upset about. So then now, now there's, there's like famine in Mecca because these, these guys and Alais are stopped every traffic, all traffic, even food. So they came with a delegation at the head of it, Abu Sufyan, the biggest enemy at the time. And he said, We ask you in the name of God and in between the uh, family relationships we had, please take these people with you. This thing in the treaty where whoever leaves us can has to be returned, we don't want it. We don't want it. Get, get, get rid of it and please take these people to you. And get rid of it because we can't. We're 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 starving. And so he so said no. They sent the message. Now you can come to Medina. And Abu Basir was dying, and he saw the letter. He kissed it, put it on his chest, and he passed away. So the Prophet went to Omar. He says, Omar, look, look what look what happened. And Omar says, I understand now, or I and I know that your that the opinion of the messenger has more barakah than Omar's opinion. It looks dire. It's the same thing with the battle of, of the trench. It looked dire. Allah described them. When they came from in front of you and from behind you, and then when the eyes were fogged and the hearts came up to, to the throat, you know, when you're so scared that, you, that, you're, that, you're, that your neck is, is, is beating? You have thoughts about Allah. At that moment, they were the, the believers were tested and shaken violently, right? And Allah came to their came to their aid. Allah came to the aid when everyone thought, "What is this treaty?" Al Hudaybiyah turned out to be Fath Mubin, a manifest victory. Right now, it's difficult in the Ummah. It's it's exasperating to see again atrocities committed in our name. And then atrocities committed in response to those atrocities. And the innocent suffer. The innocent always suffer. And we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we are not there. They are not being bombarded right now and starved. 
May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we, we thank you for your blessing. So what we got to do is number one, we got to make dua to, to help them, to help all the innocent. We are not bloodthirsty. We are not a bloodthirsty community. We don't want blood for the sake of blood. We never did. We never did. And, and the whole story of uh, Hudaybiyah speaks to that. We ne- he never wanted blood. They, they, he never wanted blood from the, from, the, from the very beginning. We are not like that. That's not who we are as people. Bloodthirsty. We never were. They try to make us that way, and that's not true. They try to, they try to make us look like we are not, and, and, that's, and that's not true. We never were. And so given by virtue of the blessings that we have, we, we raise our hands in, in, in prayer to help all the innocents, everyone. Around the world, it, does, it doesn't matter. We're not tribal. Only my people and not your people. No, that's not how we are. And to do the best we can in every effort exam to stop the bloodshed everywhere. Everywhere. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, that, the, that does not take the, the life that God made sacred, period. And the story of Cain and Abel, he says, because of the Cain and Abel, whoever saves one life is just saving all of humanity. Life is sacred. It doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter who it is. Those are our, 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 our principles. And we've got to live by our principles. There's not a time we say, well, that, 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 that doesn't apply now. It always applies. And it's easy for us to say here, in safety, I get it. And we have to know ourselves and do everything we can to stop the bloodshed. Just to stop the bloodshed for everyone. We can't look up, we, again, the messenger didn't just say, oh, you know, who cares about them? No, it's not yes, but, it's yes, and. Yes, this was wrong, and the response is wrong. It's not yes, but. Yes, but is, is not who we are. It's not who God is. And so I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to stop the bloodshed everywhere in the world. Whether believer or not believer, it doesn't matter. That we stand on the side of, of, of righteousness. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help, help end the atrocities that people commit in our name and then protect us and stop the atrocities committed against us in response to those who commit atrocities in our name. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help the ummah. May Allah azza wa jal lift his anger upon the ummah and help us and, 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 and free, free us from, from, from difficulty. Allah, this, the only thing that's solace is that Allah is in control. That's why I quoted in the beginning. Don't think Allah is heedless over what they're doing. Don't think Allah doesn't know. Allah is in control. Just like he was in the Treaty of Hudaybiyah, Allah is in control. Allah is in control. That's the only, sometimes, that's the only solace that I have, is that God is in control. God knows what's happening. And those, and those, and those people who, are, who have been mercilessly murdered are in a better place. It's not easy losing a child. I know. I know personally. It's easy to, it's easy to talk. And at the same time, that child is telling, I'm, I'm okay. Don't worry about me. You'll be okay. Don't worry about me. I'm okay. And sometimes that's the only solace we can have. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us in this difficult time. And may Allah stop, stop the bloodshed against everyone, whether against us or in our name. آمين يا رب العالمين ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار ربنا لا تزغ قلوبنا بعد إذ هديتنا وهب لنا بلدك رحمة إنك أنت الوهاب اللهم اغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الأبرار وأجنا من النار 
يا عزيزي ويا غفار وادخلنا الفردوس الاعلى واحشرنا مع النبيين والصديقين والشهداء وصالح والصالحين وحسن اولئك الرفيقة عباد الله ان الله يامر بالعدل والاحسان وايتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون اذكروا الله يذكركم واشكروه يزدكم واستغفروه يغفر لكم واقم الصلاه